0: You're listening to the salty sex cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear, expand your awareness.
1: Welcome back everyone. It's Mariah here with the salty sex cast. I have a full zoom room. Um, I have Brady our wonderful super producer. I have Jason, who was on a past episode. That was episode 84. Polly is that title. So if you want to go back and look and listen, might really help make this, today's episode, make a lot of sense. I have um, Jason's spouse, Maggie, in his frame with him, and then his girlfriend, Brittany. Um, so thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, it's going to be really fun because this was a whole year ago. I met Jason virtually and we were able to talk about just the starts of his non-monogamy journey and some of the struggles it was to be a guy trying to find people online that weren't spamming, um, just communication, all these, you know, very typical pieces of someone's journey as they're navigating non-monogamy, um, maybe not the first time, or at least just new to it. So, um, but Jason, feel free update us. What has happened in a year in a nutshell, we'll dig a little bit deeper throughout the episode.
2: Uh, Well, uh, a lot has transpired. Um, There was uh, a woman that I was speaking to during that uh, particular episode that uh, we're friends but don't talk very much anymore. Um, I have dated um, several other uh, women, um, gotten into a relationship with a couple, um, and those have uh, fallen out. um, But... Now, um, celebrating uh, almost six months uh, with Brittany. Um, next week will be six months. Um, and uh, truly excited about that, um, especially because uh, Brittany and Maggie along so well that we've kind of formed our own little triad, the three of us. And um, that's gone really well as well. So there's been quite a lot of stuff to go over for sure.
1: Yeah. So a triad <laughs> unfolding. Um, some polycule, uh, things we can explore when, what, what does that mean for you when you say polycule, but also, you know, maybe what's the typical definition, what people might recognize, um, and all of those things. So, uh, you said Maggie and Brittany have also kind of been able to connect, uh, Maggie, tell me a little bit about that journey.
3: Uh, oh gosh, I don't know if it was so much a journey, or if Jason and Brittany went out one night, and I met up with them, and Brittany and I hit it off and kissed before we left, and and it was just after that was amazing connection. Brittany's a really great partner; she's very respectful loving attentive caring she's just and we just get along i mean we just click the three of us just click so well together which makes it super easy for my husband to go off and be with Brittany alone and you know and i yeah it's just been amazing a really great connection love that
1: Brittany. i'd love to hear a little bit from you how has this journey unfolded for you inside relationship with jason and then maggie as well
4: well i yeah i primarily date jason but like from our very first date i think jason and i towards the end of our date maggie like met up with us at a bar and i ended up like kissing her at the end of the night and while we were walking out and we all like went our separate ways and like it was just, we all just like instantly clicked together. It wasn't like work or anything. Like it wasn't like, oh, I have to get along with his wife or anything. It was just like, oh, she's there and she's amazing. And we get along and this is like a great vibe. And we just took things slowly as friends and it kind of just panned out perfectly.
1: Love to hear that. Ah, oh, such a great thing. Brady, do you have to jump in?
0: I love that because it's um one of the things that when Jamie and I are talking to somebody new what's important to us is that it sort of is organic it's not work mm. and so that that's I that was cool to hear that's all I wanted to share about it
4: yeah, I think that's the most actually imp- sorry this is actually my second triad and the first time I was in a triad with a married couple it was horrible it was a shit show and it was a lot of work it was really hard it was a lot of drama and that's about the same time I met Maggie and Jason and I was like things are not hard with them. It's not work with them. They're not bringing me into problems. They're not like, they're, they have good boundaries. They're healthy. Like, and I just kind of spawned over to them because I was just attracted to their whole relationship, their whole vibe, their whole love for each other.
0: That's totally cool. I, um I get a kick out of that. Cause uh, when it's, when it's not going well, it can be very stressful. I think like one of the worst arguments I've ever been involved in with my wife was when we, were with somebody else and then i felt cornered and i was like i don't know what to do so yeah uh and and i mean ultimately i i did enjoy that relationship but that like little bump to get over that like first fight was like oh i thought it was hard arguing with one person
1: (laughs) everyone laughs on this because they all know that feeling when it's like oh on all fronts when you almost feel like on... they gain up on you uh, mm-hmm. together. Right. And so um, either inadvertently or just sometimes, you know, communication comes out. Um, so I'm hearing a lot of healthy things you all are doing to make it enjoyable. And, you know, six months is a long time to have a, a multiple relationship that feels healthy. That's great. Um, at least in the world that of, you know, polyamory, other things, you know, six months can seem like a long time, or it can seem like it's still brand new and you're still navigating a lot of things. So I'm hearing boundaries, communication, um, and the ability to still show a lot of love and attention for one another in different ways. Uh, tell me how that kind of continues Cause I know every day, my needs can change uh, typically. So how do you all stay healthy
3: with those needs being met? So I, uh, obviously I'm huge into communication, obviously. Um, And I, I, I really try hard, right. Compersion. Has actually been difficult for me. This whole thing has been more difficult for me than it has been for Jason. So for me, it's really important. That I am finding, and I feel like it changes all the time. Like when I first started, when we first started this, I am nowhere near where I was even a year ago. Okay. But I, I want Jason to be happy, right? I want, I can't, I can't give him everything he wants and needs, right? And so it's, but Brittany, she fulfills truly what I, I can't, she really, she really does. So it, it's super important for communication for him to have his time. I mean, and I'll just put it out there. Like, I think that they probably got into their first little tiffy last week, right? A little, a little thing. And, and of course I'm, I'm like, okay, okay. What do I do? Right. Like, and I just, I just stayed out of it. I stayed out of it. I, I heard him him, because of course he's going to talk to me, you know, cause I'm his wife. And, and I said, you know, you know, just give her, give her time and make sure she knows, reassure her that she's loved, that she's wanted, that she's needed. Um, you know, and it and it just goes like that. I need that. I need that as well. Right. So this man actually has to do all the work because he's trying to please two women <laughs> and and you know so it's but obviously it's just very much trying to be reassuring loving attentive communicative obviously if you don't if you feel like you communicated enough you have to communicate more
4: so yeah i completely agree with you i also have to say that like the fighting the fighting part this is like the healthiest i've ever fought with somebody in my life i swear It's like when those two are having like a tip about something, anything, I'm not involved in it at all. Even if it's about me, I will never hear about it. Like that's between them and their relationship has nothing to do with my part of the triad. And like the same with Jason and I, we got into it last week. We had a little thing. Of course, he's going to tell Maggie about it. We have a no secrets between spouses kind of vibe, but like he just, he just handled it and we, we all worked it out. We all communicated. We all knew what each other needed and just kind of worked it out from there. It's not like an unfair fight. It's just like kind of just rough communication you have to work through.
2: Yeah, I agree with both um, wholeheartedly. It's, it's been, um, it's been a little bit of a struggle for me as far as uh, what is communicated and what is not. Um, I have to find that and happy balance but one thing that the really is helped me to grow uh, with polyamory is having two partners and, and and being able to understand the communication and the needs that one has really actually helps reflect on the other and so it helps strengthen both relationships because I can see where someone is needing something and it's like if I'm providing that to them Are the other ones getting it as well or do they need that as well. And so it's really nice to have that uh, that balance there. Um, One of the things that really excites me about our triad is um, the fact that we can kind of read each other a little bit. Um, There was a time where both Brittany and I kind of had a a down day, both of us kind of were just feeling black, you know, and uh, didn't really communicate it with anybody else, but Maggie could sense that between me and Brittany and that we were both feeling that way. And she reached out to Brittany and said, Hey, Brittany, can you babysit Jason? And literally was like, Jason, go up and see Brittany. So it's kind of a joke that we use that babysit term, but it's come, it's come up so many times where Maggie literally will call up Brittany and say, Hey, Brittany, take Jason for a while so that's been really really awesome for me.
3: What a wonderful
1: way to recognize hey I do recognize you have a need even if I am unable to fulfill it. I know I have that trust built with someone else and I can say, you know, hey, tapping you in. <laughs> um it's pretty awesome. What uh, maybe are some of the pieces that you have learned or tough lessons? you know, we know it is not all roses all the time. Yes, you'll have some spats, and it kind of sounds like it's a lot of just, you know, communication, either misunderstandings or anything else. But Jason, specifically for you, what have you learned?
2: Um, aside from communication, um, boundaries is a huge one. Uh, it's uh as Brittany said, it's having that boundary to say if there is a fight between Maggie and I, Brittany doesn't hear about it. You know, she, I love her, I respect her, but I'm not going to make her that confidant. Where I'm going to tell her something that's going on that might pit her against Maggie, or you know, her against me, or anything like that. That boundary is there and set where that will never be talked about, um, and that boundary and, and others kind of similar to that, where it's, you know, there's a line drawn and that is communicated up front, um, and respected that's huge for me. And, you know, in a monogamous relationship, there is no boundaries. You just got to throw everything out. There should be. Um, but it's one of those things that I never really noticed until, you know, in poly that it's like, Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that should be there. <laughs>
3: uh, for For me, uh, obviously, if this lifestyle forces communication, right? and you can either choose good or bad communication, but it forces communication. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, i I respect uh, how do I say when Jason was talking about not sharing with it's not that I don't want to share with Brittany, like I think it I love her enough to say, hey, Jason and I are having a hard day you know uh have him go see Brittany, and so i i love her enough to involve her in us all right the hard times too but it's just understanding right that i'm not going to sit there and throw my husband under the bus at her right because that will force her to choose right so it's it's not i mean i'll definitely tell her hey jason i, I can't deal with him today please take him or whatever right um but I've learned um, this forces communication um assumptions, assumptions are bad. Assumptions are bad. Yeah. um so I very much am, did you ask, you know, um, is it true? Not true? Is it real? Not real? Um so assumptions um, are horrible. I've learned, uh, yeah, uh, that's that's definitely reassurance validation. Validation is literally my lifesaver, so uh, that's huge. I I need validation. I think I think most women need validation, and um, and that's important.
4: Um, I think the biggest thing I've learned is probably that, and the hardest lesson too is that. Um, Fair is not equal, especially coming into a relationship with a married couple. Things are not going to be equal. I'm not going to be treated like the main confidant. And it's a little bit hierarchical, but I don't like calling it like that because it doesn't feel like that. Like, it's definitely like, it doesn't feel like I'm just an add on to their relationship. It feels like I'm an equal part of the relationship and they both treat me very fairly. Um, sometimes I get like when Jason goes out with another person who's not Maggie I get like a little sting you know I get a little bit of jealousy and and Maggie kind of puts me in check all the time is like check the facts Brittany like he loves you like you need to calm down like and and we bounce off each other like that and it's it's really great and yeah I think the hardest thing to learn was that You know i'm not always going to be treated equally but that's not my place in the relationship i'm always going to be treated fairly and i can always count on them to treat me fairly so that that is a huge line of trust for me too with them equitable
1: love is that something can we can we define that here you know what equitable love looks like um I, am glad you, you really put that into perspective. Um, you know, it could feel maybe hierarchical uh, um, how some people can maybe draw it out in their mind, but it's not for the power. It's more of either the energy or what's already established. Um, I saw one time someone draw it over like a bubble, like Venn diagram where the married couple just overlapped more than the the third that came in later because they've built more. They've had more history. There's just a little bit more connection there. And so it just overlaps slightly more. And so there's going to be more energy into that. So I thought that was the best way to um, visually display that difference, um, but just doesn't mean that it's, again, power. So, Brady, did you have anything to, to add? I saw you come off mute for a second.
0: No, I just, I liked, I liked the way Brittany talked about it. Like it kind of is, it kind of has a hierarchy, but it's really not a hierarchy. And it's just more of like a a melding of talents and skills and availability. And you sort of find that balance where everybody sort of like melds and you find your place. And like, that might be a small, a smaller part of the pyramid, but it is, if you take away a side of the pyramid, it doesn't matter if it's a small part, Right. Or, or, you know, it's like, it's almost like a three-legged bar stool. If you pull one of the legs off the, it's worthless. (laughs) But when you find that, that person where like everything kind of just connects and it works, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be the, uh, you know, you're you're not necessarily putting all your weight on that part of the bar stool, but without it, things wouldn't be as stable. And, and like, cause that was, uh, our first, my first sort of poly-ish relationship, um, our are the girl that we were dating was sort of like ah the equality I'm, I'm not feeling equality and it was like e- how could you like i can't even legally marry you i i mean you're you're you know so it was, it was kind of tough um but i like the way that Brittany put it and that's all i wanted to comment on oh and then maggie said something about communication if you think you're communicating or if you if you think you're communicating enough communicate more and it made me laugh because I thought about what Doctor Drew Pinsky used to say about lube for anal sex all the time. And <laughs> if you're uh, if you think you have enough, use more.
3: Good, good. Uh, I wanted to speak a little to the hierarchy because that is hard for me, right? Because uh, truth be not, I mean, if it's truthful, if we're being truthful, there is hierarchy. If I if I'm going to be honest, um, but I. I don't use it in that way for sure. I try not to, I mean, how could I not i have been married to this man for almost 20 years? You know, I mean, he is my best friend, my soulmate, my everything, right. I I've got two kids with this man. I've got trauma and drama and, and happiness and joy and frustration. And I, I hate him. I love him. How could I not? Right. I mean, so to me, it's important that my partners know he does come first. He, I, he has to come first for me. That's just how I operate. I, I have to use Paul. I have to approach Polly that way as I have this man and he's first for me. If something happened, if I needed to leave this lifestyle, if he's first for me, and it does not mean I love, love my partners less, or it just means that, you know, if there was a, family thing if my kids weren't you know mom i don't know if i can this is hard or you know then okay right if we had to step back what i'm saying is uh, i would have to step back with him does that make sense
0: i think i think that totally makes sense and it doesn't just apply to some of the big things it can be something as simple as like an inside joke that you've had for like Jamie, jamie and i have been together for she's gonna kill me but like i think six years And so maybe more, but we have some inside jokes that are pretty hilarious and I will just randomly spout them out and somebody else is in the room and just sort of like, you know, get it. And that, that can, you know, inadvertently sting. And I think sometimes people have to embrace that. Sometimes some of that stuff is going to sting a little bit and that's okay.
4: Or, and then you get a person like me where I just find it and adorable like they have these little nicknames like pickle and sprite and I like when the first time they called each other that I was like that is the cutest thing I've ever heard and they told me told me the whole story behind it but yeah it's like I'm six months versus a 20 year life together children together everything together like I'm not expecting equality and I know that their relationship comes first and I don't think that's unfair at all
1: I, Brittany, you also said something earlier about the, the sting. Um, we know that no relationship on this earth, um, has, uh, you know, w- goes without some jealousy, right? Even from sibling to sibling, um, anything, there's going to be some type of je- de- jealousy. Um, so I think that's a, the big myth that kind of outsiders who aren't part of this world or have experienced this world think like oh they're just not jealous people they can handle all of it um they find ways to navigate through it so starting with you jason i'd love to hear what are some things that maybe trigger some jealousy for you and how have you navigated through those we'll kind of make our way through the group
2: this one's a a really interesting one because we actually had this conversation um uh, it it reflects back just like Brittany said when when I'm out with someone else and I tell Brittany about it, there's a sting for her. Um, the the reverse also applies with me. If if she tells me that she's out with someone else, um, it stings me a little bit too. But what I what I told her is, yeah, you can tell me you're going out with anybody, but don't tell me anything else. I don't want to hear anything more. You know, tell me the guy's name and that's cool. That's enough for me. Um, but I don't want to know anything else. Uh, and Maggie is kind of the same way, but she's she's kind of gotten into a groove um, to where there the jealousy isn't there because she has her couple that she's seeing. Um, there was a little bit of a zing with this, uh, with this other guy that she just uh, had been out with, but she'd been talking to him for like a year. So um, that wasn't there as much, but I've learned through uh, I've been reading uh, Polysecure or listening to it um, and knowing how our relationship dynamics are and our attachments styles um, has really made that more clear to me as far as navigating what kind of zing of jealousy there is and recognizing the tinge of that jealousy and then going, okay, but. How can I build on that knowing that there's that zing? Why am I feeling that? Is it because I'm being left out or is it more than that? And uh, like Maggie said, what is truth? What What is real? You know, playing that out when jealousy occurs, that's how you navigate through it. How I do anyway, is knowing how those feelings are and what's really the cause of it and how I should be feeling.
3: I never thought I was a jealous person. Never, never. And then this lifestyle started and my jealousy is different. My jealousy comes out as anger. Yeah, I become a bitch. I hope you can cuss on this show. (laughs) I get angry um, and, and then it just spirals from there, right? So I've, and truly what helps me the most let me just have my meltdown and validate me. Just validate me. I could be totally off my rocker. I could be crazy. Please just tell me for a minute that it's okay. I'm okay. And then, and then let me come down from that, right? My emotions are high. Um, but, but like Jason said, how I handle it is having that moment. But what's truth and what's fact? That's, you know, that's what I've had to, you know, what, what's the truth about, you know, this jealousy, you know, you know, for instance, the thought is, you know, Jason doesn't love me anymore. Right. Well, what's the truth or fact behind that, you know? And so I very much have to talk myself down to and rely on that, but it, usually I have to have my angry moment
4: first. (laughs) That's funny, Maggie, you said something and I just realized that. I never, I never realized I'm the same exact way. It's so like, I never realized, like, when I get that tinge of jealousy, I need to have my moment and validation. And those are my two most important things. And I never realized that until Jason started letting me have that moment and started giving me that validation, just like he does with Maggie. And so I'm like, yes, this is, this is what I need in this relationship. This is healthy. Like, this is, Thank you for not running away and and like just letting me have that for a minute because it's real feelings and you need to feel your feelings sometimes.
0: It sounds like Maggie's done a really good job of training, Jason. That's that's what I just heard.
4: Very, very much. And I'd say she's trained me a bit as well. Like I've I've been through quite a therapy journey over the last year and Maggie like with her career and everything, she like has not been a therapist to me but she has been like a big support partner in my journey she like reassures everything that I've learned from therapy she really supports me and like when I'm having moments and stuff she just treats me the same exact way and is like check the facts know your feelings he doesn't hate you like he's still in love with you like reality check for a minute and it just works with me and it just maybe that's the whole reason why this works so well I don't know
3: I, uh, that that's quite funny, uh, that you say that Brady, because, uh, you know, being together for 20 years, right. Uh, listen, he don't listen to me. (laughs) he don't listen to me, but I will tell you, and Brittany can confirm. And if you need to take it out, that's fine. But, uh, we make that joke all the time. I trained him well, especially in his oral skills. They're really good. (laughs)
0: That's yes. awesome. That's really awesome. <laughs> I love the uh, I love the I honestly kind of like the silent laughter. Like this this could be a new format for stand-up comedy. It's just seeing everybody's camera kind of vibrate. <laughs> it just <laughs> makes me laugh.
1: Oh. I'll laugh out loud for you, Brady, anytime.
0: So, um, one of the things that I wanted to just mention, uh, Maggie, I I think you would get a kick. I think everybody here would get a kick out of this, but Maggie, I think because of the work that you're already doing, you should check out the book uh, "Sex at Dawn." I'd be curious to hear from you after you read that book because it cha- it changed the way that I think about things.
3: I am down for anything that has to do with sex. Truly,
0: <laughs> you'll you check it out. Like <laughs> it's 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 really good. Thank you. I forgot. I forgot the question. Am I am I supposed to answer the question?
1: Brady, I'd love to hear your opinion because you have dabbled in this as well. So I was saying, what are some jealousy triggers for you and how do you navigate through them?
0: I um I get so overwhelmed with compersion that I think that I very rarely feel jealousy when I see my wife bonding with somebody in such a unique way. And I um I think usually I'll get jealous if they go to like a restaurant that I wanted to go to, or they go see like a comedy show because I love comedy. Um, Like I'm more jealous that I was like, couldn't be there. And that was part of my role was to not be there this time. And so that, that can kind of be a frustration, but I don't know that I've ever felt like really jealous
3: Hmm.
0: with Jamie and other people.
3: That's
1: honest truth.
0: Not that I'm aware of. Um, and then I think uh, Jamie does a really good job of like snuggling a lot when I see her next. And then I'm just like, oh, I get my cuddles. So I guess it's okay. I missed out on that really cool comedy show that I would have gone to.
3: <laughs> you know what I've had to do a lot of, and, and like I, I I work in the community, right? So, But I hear this often um, in a struggle with polyamory is, um why why is he oh so we don't go out or we don't go to a comedy show but you're going to go there with your partner right oh so you want to go to a, right and that that obviously is difficult and so i hear that quite often but it's once again 20 year marriage we we stop talking about our wants and needs right what we stopped communicating what was important and not important um and so this has forced us once again to start i mean our marriage is stronger i feel than ever and 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 it's more like oh well okay i get that you know and this is just an example but you know okay i get that you want to take you know Brittany to lagoon or whatever we've never gone to lagoon so we need to right okay make a date or you know, whatever. So it's just making sure that you're nurturing each relationship. But once again, it's, I can't fulfill all of those wants and needs. You know, Jason, Jason loves to go to uh, Polly cocktails. And I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) Please take Brittany to Polly cocktails. Right. But it's just understanding. It's so much, so much communication. Holy crap. The communication is ridiculous.
0: Well, it's it's funny you talked about poly cocktails because, uh, I think that my, so the other thing before I get into that, um, my truth is not necessarily the only truth too, because I know that my wife has experienced jealousy and I've had to, I've had to validate and respect that. Um, and, and we dealt with it and it was just a matter of communication. I think at the time, and once we had understanding it, it, was no longer an issue, but, Um, I, I have to laugh at the poly cocktails because, um, the first person that Jamie and I were kind of like serious about when we first started talking, she was into all the same kind of foods that I like that my wife cannot stand. So I started out calling her my food mistress and, uh, it it always made me chuckle, but.
1: You would Brady. You would. Everyone needs a food mistress. I feel like I need a I need a food buddy, a foodie. Um,
4: you know, that's just way too funny because (laughs) Jason always says Maggie and I are exact opposites and Jason and I are like the same person. We like all the same things. And Maggie likes all the opposite things. And so it's like a little mix of that. (laughs) That's
1: so funny. you You say that, um, go ahead, Brady.
0: I was going to say, Jamie will tell you that she is the opposite of girls that I'm interested in. Jamie is very sound, like healthy, uh, psychologically. She's just like very calm, like very anchoring person. And then I just sort of like, well, she looks crazy. I dig this. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) this is a wild person. Oh man, I'll bet she hasn't talked to her parents in years.
1: Yeah. Brady. Oh my God. Um,
4: (laughs) make mental health a joke. Of course you would. Uh, Jason Jason spotted my daddy issues from miles away. That's (laughs) it's totally fine. I, we get it. We have the same dynamic.
0: (laughs) Anybody who knows what I'm talking about would laugh.
1: (laughs) I do know. We know, we know. Um, that was another question I'd love to hear about is, um, personality wise. Are there any clashing personality traits that you really have to navigate through, or is it really decently balanced?
3: Um, So Brittany's absolutely, Jason and I are nothing alike, nothing. I can't think of one thing we have in common, except polyamory now. And even that's not all the way in common.
2: Star Wars. Star
3: bit. Wars. That's <laughs> right. That's true. But I, we're just so different. So, right. Once again, it's like, holy crap, go find somebody, right. That can fulfill these needs. I can't give you, right. I, and I don't, I don't want to give you, right. And it took 20 years to figure that out. Personality wise, what I've really learned to, this is, this is obviously mental health perspective though, right. Is I have worked so hard. To, to understand that perception is reality i've worked so hard to accept that this is where people are in their lives i don't care about personality i don't i i don't care if it jives or doesn't jive it's it's truly accepting where a person is and you can move on with them with boundaries or you can move on without them and and you know whatever or you just don't do an accepting and you're just going to stay stuck so personality you know it's I mean, it, like I said, it's important that I can connect. I've I've learned that I I do better if I have a connection with his partners. I I have learned that. It depends on the level of connection, right? I I love what we have with Brittany. It's my absolute favorite. Okay, um, so you know, and and the same with the try other triad I'm in, right? It's just it that works for me personality wise. I have to understand that I'm not perfect, and I call my I have to call myself out on my own bullshit, right? Oh, is this a personality conflict? I just think that's an excuse a lot, and I don't mean that rudely. I think that personalities can be conflicting, but is it more about your own bullshit? Does that make sense? Oh, sorry, babe. go ahead. So
2: um as far as uh, what you know Maggie kind of basically said what I would say as far as that does, um, is that uh, rady had mentioned maggie is uh my anchor my my voice my, i'll just go i'll throw it out there my vanilla <laughs> she, it, just, it, she's self-proclaimed vanilla but uh Brittany, jason i'm
1: so sorry to interrupt can you start that sentence once more? Your sound keeps going in and out. Does anyone is that just my 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 earphones? Brittany's hearing the same thing? Okay.
2: Okay. Um, so Maggie is my very much my vanilla. She is that that base the the rock, the foundation as, as it were, and personality wise um and even I even said this uh, the first time the polywog episode uh, I'm looking for someone who is not Maggie. Uh, I have, I have gone beyond the, uh, the quiz, although I think I did give Brittany the quiz and, and Brittany nailed it, uh, especially on uh, like Labyrinth. Um, Brittany and I uh, we're Labyrinth soulmates and um Little things like that that have really kind of made me gravitate to, to Brittany more. Uh, we just went, got done shopping for a homecoming dress for my daughter. Uh, her very first date is homecoming. It's in two weeks. And as a dad, I'm freaking out. Um, and uh, I told Brittany that we were going to go dress shopping and that we did find a dress and it was green. And Britney said, but not a real green dress, that's cruel, um, citing a music lyric. And I fell off the, off my chair laughing because she had said that. And then I turned to Maggie and I said, you won't believe what Britney just said. And Maggie just looked at me like, what is she talking about? And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is something that Britney and I share that's, you know, that Maggie doesn't. And just little things like that really kind of just add to the the dynamic of of getting my needs fulfilled with Brittany that that Maggie can't or doesn't want to or whatever the case might be vanilla like I said uh Brittany is very much the the fish food the rocky road the everything that I'm not getting from the vanilla so it's
4: (laughs) I'm a freak you can say it you can just call me a freak it's fine (laughs) I know I'm freaky deaky
0: (laughs) I had a really funny moment with uh, when Jamie and I were dating Mia. Uh, We were driving down the road and Mia was having like a really serious conversation on the phone. And it sounded like, you know, like girlfriend drama, like friends, not dating. But and then all of a sudden she's just like, I got to go. And she puts the phone down and she like grabs the wheel and is like, pull over. So I pull over and she like jumps out of the truck. So I jump out with her and she's like, the sprinklers are on at the church. Let's run through them. And I was like, "Oh, okay." So we go and we run through the sprinklers. We get back in the truck, soaking wet. And the next day, Jamie and I are driving down the same road, and I pointed out to her, and I was like, "The sprinklers are on at the church." And Jamie's like, "It seems like a waste of water."
1: That's the best way I could hear. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I I completely agree. Um, when I was in um my my ball, you know, we, we had those moments where it was like, oh, have at it. I am going to have my night in or not get to go out, um, and not feel like I have to entertain someone because this isn't their scene. It's a really nice way to, again, get those needs filled without, you know, you're a burden on someone at some point, like they're really going out of their way to fill those needs. Um, and so it's, obviously we've had monogamy for very long time. People can do it in a helpful way. Um, but this is another way, great option for those who are just really struggling to meet the other's needs and are open to allowing someone else to come in. That's kind of that, a little piece of that compersion, you know, excited for their, um, connection, their love, their experiences without not necessarily feeling like you have to be involved or it has to um, be there for you as well. Go ahead,
4: Brady.
0: I really love the way you put it because it, it can come in layers too. Like it's not, a, it's not an all-in. So that's why Maggie talked about at one point, not a big fan of labels. And so I say that I'm monogamish, we're poly-ish. And the reason is, is that like sometimes I just need to go have crawfish at a seafood restaurant that I know my wife will not eat and I don't want to do it alone. Um, that, and, and Jamie can be happy for me that I found my food mistress, you know? And, and so like, you can, you can find those different little levels. Um, and it doesn't have to be an all in relationship or, uh, physical or whatever. It can just like, there's fulfillment ways to fulfill yourself and allow your partner to be fulfilled as long as it's consensual and, and ethical.
1: Absolutely. But let's not skip over the real goodness of what polyamory can provide is that fun sexual piece. So Maggie, I love how you said uh, that you have Jason trained in his oral skills and he's been able to share that with Brittany by the look of her face on her face. Um, So What are some other things have you been able to either pick up or really enjoy without going too far? Obviously, you know, you share as much as you're comfortable with, but it's a really fun piece of it. I think it just throws in a whole new flavor um, and experience in the bedroom.
2: Okay. First of all, real quickly, uh, since we're talking about flavor, Brittany, I want you to respond first to what Mariah just said, and then we'll have Maggie jump in.
4: I was going to let you take the lead because I don't know how much you guys want out there versus I don't care. Like, I'll tell them everything. You don't care? Okay. So, um, Jason's first three-way, <laughs> for sure. Um, that's when I found out that Maggie had had trained him so well <laughs> in the in the oral skills. And then I found out from her where that came from. So... <laughs> let's just say that. (laughs) Um, yeah, they're both very skilled.
3: (laughs) I love her. She's so, okay. So, um, you know, Jay's I don't know if Jason told you, but when we first got into this whole thing, we, our marriage was struggling. It was struggling. We were on the verge of being over. And of course we didn't jump into it with marriage problems, right? We started therapy, but it was then that I was like, I, I, I brought it to my therapist and I said, I miss being with women. I don't know if I can live this life anymore and just stay married to my husband and not be with women. I I'm 20 years I've been without, and, and I'm totally bisexual. So when, and then, you know, bring it to him and Jason was very open and receptive. And of course, you know, I can't just go be with women. So that's not fair. Right. But the sexual part of this, um, has been quite an experience. Um, I've always been a very confident person, um, good self-esteem, good confidence, and boy, does that change when you're like, oh, I have to sleep with other people now. Oh, right. Um, so it's been interesting for sure. Um, I find myself super open with women. I can, I can get between a woman's legs no problem, but a man's it's a little right I find myself a little more difficult right I'm like oh I have to be oh man so it's it's a little harder um and honestly there's so many different aspects of this true but it I I find I'm very much a giver I love to give um I could I could do threesomes all day long and be okay if I as long as I'm giving right I interesting um, so, but it's been, and our sexual relationship has, Oh man, exploded and gotten so much better. And, and, and I hope this isn't too much to share, but we just did a threesome Saturday and it was so amazing. It was just so amazing. We just had such a good connection. It just throw it just, it just flows And if we're in the mood, great. If we're not, this one's always in the mood, of course. We've definitely let him down before. (laughs) He's had his moments of being let down, but it just flows. it's just beautiful. And, um, And the sex is definitely fun for sure. Okay, sorry, that was- yeah. and there
4: there has even been times where like I was like, you guys, I'm not in the mood, but I just want to watch you guys, and they'll still just like they got a king bed, and I am just like hanging out watching, like, and it's a good time. It's like a no kind of pressure, no rules kind of thing. Everybody's open, everybody's comfortable with each other, and I have tried a lot of new things since um, becoming poly for sure. Like I I don't know if I mentioned, but I've I've been separated for about what, like six months, I'm going through a divorce from my monogamous life. And um, I honestly thought my sex drive was gone. I was just like, Oh, I'm, I'm th- almost 30. I'm on antidepressants. It's, it's fine. It's just gone. And then I started having sex with different people. And I was like, oh, like, what? Holy, who, who is this person? Because this person is not the person I was six months ago, not at all. Like I have the highest sex drive out of anybody I know. I'm a crazy freak. I want to try everything in bed. I want to do, I want to do it all. There's like, literally just tell me what it is and we'll do it like kind of person now. And I never thought I would be like that six months ago. And I, it's all because of Polly. Like with, when you're with different people doing different things, especially when you're with a married couple who's like opening things up, like Jason's first freeway, it was just a beautiful like moment of love between the three of us. And it was just like such a wonderful thing for all of us to share together and explore together all these new things. It's just a whole sexual awakening as well. <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of long winded. <laughs>
0: Jason, it's gotta be fun to be complimented on your oral sex skills. Like, I love it when my wife is like, hey, wait till you try this, and then like points at me.
2: Yeah, so funny story about that is um, on one of the Facebook groups that I'm a part of, um, I had posted uh, the little blurb about me, you know, so that people could get to know me or whatever. And Brittany was the first one to respond to that. And she said, I will be the first to say his oral skills are the best, right in that thread, and I was just like, "Wow, that's uh, thank you very much." You know, <laughs> um, but uh, it, as far as like learning and and what I've experienced as far as sex goes is, um, let's call a spade a spade. There, there was a lot of religious sexual trauma in my life, you know, just. Uh, monogamy is the way to go you know no sex unless you're married all that kind of stuff I had two sexual partners uh, before becoming poly that was my ex-wife and my current wife Uh, and so and and coming from the, the religious background that I was it was you know missionary vanilla kind of kind of how that goes and when we kind of opened up our marriage uh, we discussed the sexual part of things and Maggie had kind of said to me, you know what, I did all this in my younger days. And so I know I'm vanilla. I don't need to do any of that other stuff. I've tried it already. And I, I, I basically put it to her that I said, well, it's going to get freaky up in here because I have not. And so it, Literally, I'm like checking stuff off, you know, let's try this. Or if someone suggests something, I'm like, you know what? I've never done that. So hell yeah, we'll try that. So I've been to BDSM parties where there've been like 12 people there and implements of various torture or otherwise, you know, that I've been able to experience because I just said, hey, let's try that, you know, let's go experience that. Uh, and so it's been really awesome for me to be able to to experience those things and to find out what I truly like that I've never experienced before. Uh, and being so open to being able to talk about sex, you know, because that was never a thing either to talk about it. And, you know, just recently coming up with a, a birthday wish list um, and being able to discuss that with Brittany um was pretty awesome to be able to do that and and have that conversation with her and you know now it's just a question of the day that it's going to happen you're so. totally
3: jumping around here <laughs> in other words jason and this is something right that uh, once again i can't meet all his wants and needs he's he's wanting to explore the bdsm thing and i'm like absolutely not absolutely not i cannot do that i cannot do that for you and so, and so in other words, what he's talking about is him and Brittany, ha- you know, a BDSM relationship, if they want to explore that and I'm, and right. And I'm grateful for that because I can't give him that.
0: So that's funny. Cause I have experience as a dom and, uh, our, the the girl that we were dating is really into BDSM like so much. So that even with experience, I was kind of like, Oh, this is borderline scary. But, uh, and then I just remember Jamie being like, yeah, I don't know if I could tolerate that. And I was like, I looked at her and I was like, why do you think we've never talked about it? I know you wouldn't tolerate that. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I loved, uh, the first time that Jamie and I fooled around with somebody else was, uh, when our, our partner, she collapsed in like an orgasm puddle after a round of amazing sex. And like, Jamie, like looks at me and then just like, high five. And so, like, I high-fived her, and I was like, yeah, we did this together. What a team. And that was, like, like, as soon as that other person left, I was like, yeah, we are a fucking badass couple. And it, like, put a little gas in the tank about just being, like, on a team. It was really cool.
1: Everyone's nodding. They can all relate. Like, isn't it super fun to, like, tag team a little bit in the bedroom? I, I do think, like, um, we need more... Sex position, like a sex position Bibles for three, you know, instead of just for couples. Cause aren't you like so surprised you're like, damn, we just did that? We had legs everywhere. And like, oh, I mean, it's just really create, it's creativity in the bedroom is the best way I can refer to it. Um, no, this is really fun just to get to hear a lot about you know what you all have experienced together. I wanted to take out just a couple moments to kind of go full circle again. You know, Jason, compared to last year, you know, when you came on the podcast, you really were talking about the difficulty of finding someone, of talking and, you know, that it just so much of your energy was just trying to find a connection or it was, you know, you feel like you're doing really good with somebody and they fall off or it's a bot or anything. If it's online, how... Um, what are some tips for those who are starting to go explore and, and online date, or even on some of the polyamory Facebook groups or other groups like that?
2: That's a really good one. Um, so what I've kind of gathered from all of this and the journey that I've been on is first of all, you need to put yourself out there. You really do. And, and expect that you're going to get the stupid boss and you're going to get the, the people that all they want to do is talk, uh, and you know, making plans and them falling through or whatever. Um, but Maggie's couple, um, the husband, we were talking one day and, and he pointed something out to me that I didn't really think that I did, but he said, you put yourself out there. You, you don't, uh, you don't wait or anything. You just say, "Hey, here I am. Take me through who I am." Uh, in any one of the Facebook groups, if someone, you know, if if there's a, a attractive woman that posts, you know, her profile, uh, I'll be I'll be there to say, "Hey, you look great," or whatever, and and just make my presence known. Uh, and funny enough, is we went to Poly Cocktails uh, this last Saturday, and as we were walking in. Another guy was coming from the other direction that I'd never met before. And he looked at me and he said a name, and I said, "No, that's not me." But then when we got in and uh, we had our IDs checked at the bar, he said, "Oh no, you're Jason." And I turned to him, and I'm like, "Have we met?" And he's like, "No, but I've seen you on the the poly groups." And I was like, "Okay, well, obviously, people are getting to know who I am. And I think that that makes things a lot easier because, you get vetted by the guys just as much as you do the the women in these groups. And if the guy is talking back and forth with you on a thread, women get to read that and they can see your personality come through. So to me, I, what I've learned most of all is is getting yourself out there, showing your personality and don't be afraid ever.
3: And, and I think coming, I mean, from a woman's standpoint, right? Because right, what your Paul your podcast that you did and how hard it is for men. I I think patience, if you have patience, right. I move super slow. I move so slow. Uh, It's crazy. And, and so my, my couple that I see him and I were friends for months. And then we did a double date with the, I mean, a date with the wife. And then I dated them a couple of times. And finally, I don't know, four or five months later, And so I move slow and, but I'm very much a, a, you know, are you, are you going to be good to me? or Are you just looking to have sex with me and then you're out? Right. I mean, you know, and, and that might be okay for some people too. Like there's, there's times and places for one night stands there's, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm very much, you know, have patience. I think that he finally you know, after, after some time and, and working out the kinks and having the patience and being a good guy, right. Showing these people that you're not just some jerk out there it, that it, it, that started to matter too.
0: So one of the things that I experienced early on was, uh, um, guys were super disrespectful towards me and my wife, like right off the bat. And they were acting like I was interviewing a replacement and I was always like, what is this? What is this attitude you're coming with? Cause you're like, oh, fuck her so good. And I was like, first off, how about we figure out whether or not we get along you piece of shit. Um, and then, uh, I talking to different couples and stuff, I never really experienced this cause Jamie's never wanted to go out on her own, but talking to friends that had, he was frustrated cause his wife was, you know, she'd attractive. And then, so she could just kind of like walk out on the porch and just be like, "Ah." And guys down the street would sort of like flock to her. Whereas he had to go out and like put out work and make sure his game was on point. And if he showed up to a date, he better have the right shirt. And like, it, you know, for, so hit for him, he was kind of like, it was a little frustrating because it's so easy for her, but a little bit of a struggle for me. And so, uh, I think uh, one thing that I would tell people that are getting into this is that you should be very patient and slow moving start with, because you have to understand what it is that you're looking for and then certain things that you'll tolerate. And like, one of the things that I don't tolerate is disrespect towards either myself or my wife, because I'm not looking for her replacement. She's perfect.
1: Hey, Brady, can you, can you make that mating call once more, please? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so great. Um,
0: That'll be somebody's uh, text message notification soon.
1: Okay, well, we'll make it a downloadable file. <laughs> <laughs> and you can all find that on saltysexcast.com. Um, no, truly thank you all all three of you all four of you. Brady for you joining too on Zoom. You usually don't join us on Zoom, but I knew you had some experience and it's always fun to kind of hear from a mix of folks and um, Jason Maggie and Brittany, thank you so much for your time, really sharing this side of you all. Um, we could probably sit here for another three hours if we could. Um, so maybe we'll do another year after this. I'm just kidding. But Jason, congratulations on, you know, again, that, that year journey and just being to where you are at from that frustrated point point to some success, to some letdown, to it sounds like you're just really happy and fulfilled right now and really enjoying the experience. So um, if anyone has any more questions, if they want to email us at saltysexcast at gmail.com, I'd be more than happy to forward them on to our poly friends. And we can see if we can keep that conversation going. Um, and I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you want to become part of our Patreon community, you can hear our episodes early. We get together for live Q&As on Zoom. Um, you get product, all sorts of fun things. Um, being a Patreon and that's at patreon.com forward slash salty really helps support the podcast. We can stay ad free because of our very generous patrons. I just want to thank all of them out there. And again find us on saltysexcast.com you can find all of our socials there um if you listened to this episode instead of watched it you might not have realized who was talking at some point so I suggest you re-watch it on YouTube like it's 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 there for you so anyway see you all next week I'll let you all say bye and then we'll we'll see you later
4: bye bye, bye.
0: Thank you for listening to The Salty Sex Cast. Ready for round 2? Find us on Facebook.